I, I think it's unfortunate that they invoke their their mandate because there's um, a cone of silence. Um, you know, the only involvement of an officer was um, running the plates and seeing a, a reckless um, a driver and took and took the lives of people in our community. And so, I don't like the fact that there's this cloak of secrecy, this confidentiality when it comes to the SIU invoking its mandate. That's Patrick Brown, the mayor of Brampton, talking about the fact that the Special Investigations Unit, the SIU, invoked their mandate to look into this awful, awful crash in Brampton yesterday where a mom and her three daughters were killed in a multi-vehicle crash. And uh, now we know that the the car being driven that T-boned them and and took their lives was being driven by a 20-year-old, that uh, that, uh, his license wasn't proper, that uh, the car was misplated. Everything was wrong about that, and uh, there, there are a bunch of questions about policing and whether or not they were following him or whether they were, whether it was a high-speed chase, whether it wasn't. A lot of things that have to be answered, but uh, this is about ways and means to do what have to be what has to be done. And I'm looking at a picture of these beautiful, beautiful children. They're a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old, all little girls, and uh, absolutely gorgeous, and they're gone. They're just gone. So there are questions, you know, are there rules of engagement? Is there a point of no return when someone won't pull over those kinds of things? And to help us sort through some of this, David Perry, 640 Toronto law enforcement analyst, and he's a former Toronto police officer and the CEO of Investigative Solutions Network. Good morning, David. Good morning. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm, I'm quite disturbed, as I'm sure you are, whenever we see one of these things. This is not, as far as we know, one of those drunk driving incidents like the one a couple of years ago that uh, uh, we, you know, we've talked about endlessly. Um, now we're talking about uh, what sounds like, and pardon me, but a 20-year-old is a kid uh, driving a car the wrong way at the wrong speed in the wrong place at the wrong time, and poof! A mother and uh, three daughters are, are dead, leaving a father all by himself. And I'm wondering how this happened. And I know that you, you don't um, talk to me on the basis of looking into a crystal ball, but are there rules of engagement where it comes to how police uh, track, dare I say, chase a person of uh, interest in a, in a car that is of interest? Yeah, for sure. I can tell you right now that the policies are such in, in Ontario, especially that generally speaking... Uh, we don't chase people. Uh, and if we do, if we engage, we try to pull somebody over, and for whatever reason they take off, uh, it's the communication uh, folks that will get on, get on the radio quickly and call off the chase due, due to the danger to the public. This is a circumstance where you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. You've got a guy, you got to remember the police were called to the scene. There were multiple calls for this guy and his erratic driving. I saw a video that was terrifying this morning where he was uh, slamming into a post and spinning his tires and citizens were trying to pull him out of the car and and apprehend him. So this is a call where the police had to attend. And, you know, when they attend, of course, their their goal is to stop the carnage and and to get him to stop. And when he didn't, it sounds like, and this this will be what the focus of the SIU investigation will be, is is did they actually uh, enter into a pursuit or... If they did, when did they call it off? Was it called off? You know, what were the exact circumstances? But just a tragic case. This would hit me especially hard. I'm the father of three daughters, and I can't even imagine the the loss here and and what this family is going to be going through, you know, her her husband and and the extended family. It's, It's the most tragic of all circumstances. 
Well, it is. We We talk about these things on the radio and we talk about them dispassionately, but how can you talk about anything like this dispassionately? We are all members of families and most of us have kids of our own and uh, there but for the grace of God at some point in our lives could have been the same thing and uh, and I can't imagine it either. But I'm trying to uh, isolate. What's the point of no return? Because from everything I've seen uh, in terms of reports, the police were not following this guy with lights. In other words, it wasn't a screaming chase. Um, It was as you have described. Now, the SIU will obviously return a report but right now people want to know and and i'm wondering you you talk about radios we have sophisticated radio systems and they exist as much in brampton as they do in toronto what happens when you get calls that there are radio calls and you've got uh person x on on street y uh doing whatever he's doing she's doing it's usually a he um why aren't we sending multiple cars so that uh, as they would say in the westerns he's headed off at the pass yeah, I mean, containment would have been uh, an option that I'm sure that they attempted. Quite often, it, it uh, it's not possible, and um, there's not enough uh, police officers available to do a containment. And uh, quite often, the, the the sign of the first car, as soon as, as the bad guy sees the first police vehicle, then, then he takes off and the chase is on, or whatever happens in this in this case, all of this carnage starts to play. You have to understand the police have a role to play here. They have an absolute duty to respond to a call like this. They have to follow their policies and procedures uh, precisely in terms of chase, don't chase, disengage, all of these things. And all of that is going to be captured through the, the communications, through the radio systems, probably from the GPS and the vehicles, from perhaps body cams. They, they'll be able to put this together, but... Uh, I, I'm, I'm equally as devastated for the officers who had to attend this scene and and deal with all of that death and carnage of this young family. Uh, and trust me, I've been to way too many, and it never gets any easier when you see what happened here uh, in a case like this with all of these children killed, their mother killed. And for what? Because some idiot wanted to show off and hot rod around town like, like he owned the place. And this seems to be a problem that uh, we're hearing on a very regular basis. There's more stunt driving, you know, these crazy stunts where people are doing donuts in the, in the middle of major intersections with people cheering them on and videotaping and so on. This has just got to stop. And, and the results here are clear here. Look what's happened. Well, it does. You talk about how the cops must be feeling. I, you know, I, I don't want to sound grisly, but uh, if you're the first cops on the scene, what do you have to do? You have to help the people who have been hit. You go and you look in that car, and I don't even want to go near describing what they saw. And, uh, and you take that home, and it lives with you forever. Yeah, it never leaves you. One of the worst ones I did was, uh, was just after uh, returning from a golf trip in the States with 16 police officers packed into four vans, and we witnessed a head-on collision on a major highway. Whoa. And we, we ran towards, and the carnage that we saw left a scar on all of us for the rest of our life. I can tell you the last eight hours or nine hours of that trip, there wasn't a word spoken. It's, it's devastating to, you know, the police are human. We're, we're part of the community. We bleed just like everybody else. And uh, these officers are going to need some help. I can, I can assure you this is going to impact them for the rest of their lives. But that's not the main focus. The main focus is this poor family and, uh, and making sure that the proper justice is meted out to this 20-year-old punk who was driving around with no disregard for human life. Amazing. I, you've talked a little bit about the technology and the fact that uh, police are in communication and that they have a duty. Um, and, and now we're talking about we have body cams in some cases. We, pretty soon it'll be uh, across the entire system. We've got dash cams probably installed in those cars as well out in that particular region. Could technology of that type or more technology or maybe drone technology, for example, help stop things like this? 
before they wind up in in the heap of twisted metal and uh, and and dead bodies that unfortunately eventuated here. Well, they they could certainly help, and and we're all about in policing. And it's hard to believe I say we. I still consider myself a police officer after all these years of retirement. But you know, we're all about technology supporting and making us better at what we do. You know, drones, a, a helicopter if it happened to be in the air and and available and close enough could be a big assistance. We. You know, I live in Durham region and I've seen many successful cases where chases were, were called off immediately and, and the suspect didn't even know that the helicopter was on them and followed them till they got out of their car and the police approach and arrest and, and so on. It's all captured on video. It's, it's, it's amazing. But you have to have everything in an emergency. You have to have everything aligned properly. You have to have a lot of luck. You know, this call, you know, it's hard. It's hard to understand. I, I saw the driving before the police attended and it was absolutely outrageous on a video that I saw. And it's hard to say that whether he was going to continue driving like that, regardless of whether the police attended or not, but the police have to attend. You know, all of the focus for blame needs to be on one person right now. It's the person that committed this, this carnage and and killed this, this young family. Well, that's blame. But the other part of it, as you uh, correctly point out, is something we can't address because you can't bring people back. Let me just ask you this as a final question. Uh, You talked about the fact that uh, the family obviously needs support. I'm glad that there's a fundraising campaign that's going to help them. What about the police officers who walked away with this emblazoned in their memory? You you recalled for me the the business on the American highway and how you had eight hours of silence driving back from a golf trip, which talks about uh, how police, even with each other, exclusively with each other, just climb up and have to process what's going on inside. What supports exist for the police officers who had to deal directly with this? The good news is there's you know tremendous support through employment employment assistance plans. Um, you know people who specialize in PTSD and survivors of PTSD. Um, all of us will say in policing, at least most of us, we don't have it. Probably eighty percent of us do. We just learn to manage it. But I, I can assure you that these officers will be very well taken care of in terms of their mental health, and, and so they should be. So it's going to be quite a challenge for them to get through this.